the Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. Powered by Sports Interaction. Want to bet? It is not spring. It is not winter. It is not fall. It is not summer. It is officially overreaction season. Game one between the Kings and the Oilers took place last night. And oh baby, was it a great game. But before we get to that, we need to get it on the action and make your bet with sports interaction. Every hit, every shot, every goal from all your favorite teams and players. Like last night, you had, I don't know, Ayafalo scoring a goal. Would have been a really nice night for you. Uh, with competitive odds, the best live in play, and more ways than ever to get in the game. Like Minute Madness, their sports interactions exclusive game with so many opportunities to win by the minute. Download the app in Ontario. Use the QR code that's on the screen right now. If you're listening to this podcast, head to sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. It is 19 plus and always play responsibly. Now, last night, as I said, only game one. Let me emphasize that a million times over. It was only game one, but the Los Angeles Kings might be a problem for the rest of the NHL, including the Edmonton Oilers, who they defeated in overtime 4-3 to last night in Edmonton. Game two takes place tomorrow night. You don't want to go down 2-0 to these Los Angeles Kings heading back to LA, back to Crypto.com with a 2-0 lead. It's We're bordering on a must-win for the Edmonton Oilers in Game 2 of the NHL playoffs. Now, Los Angeles Kings, as I said a million times over to start this video, they might be a problem for the rest of the NHL. And let's get into exactly why that might be. Because last night, the Edmonton Oilers, first two periods of the game, absolutely dominated the Kings. And a large reason for that was that the Kings don't have great size. Like, the physicality out of the Kings isn't there. It's, it's, it's non-existent for against this Edmonton Oilers team that's just so much bigger than them and is able to bully them and push them around the ice. And I say all that in a game that the Kings won. That's why it's a serious problem because the Kings are able to have this terrific passing, this terrific ability to get open, and this terrific shot making. Those three things is what really stood out to me about this Los Angeles Kings team. And one, Adrian Kempe. Like, I don't need to tell you that McDavid and Dreisaitl and Hyman and Nuge, oh, they're good hockey players. Hey, yeah, we know that. But Adrian Kempe, you might not have noticed, put up a 35-goal season and then a 40-plus goal season in back-to-back years, and his shot is so darn good. That is a problem. Next up, we got Alex Ayafalo, who last night... He scored the OT winner, and he said something that I think like exemplifies what the Kings are able to do so well. So post-game, he says to, um, I don't know who asked him the question, he said to the media, I was just trying to get lost. This was in, um, I'm going to shout him out, Eric Stevens' game report in The Athletic. He had the quote there, so I'll read it directly from there. Hayafalo said, I was just trying to get lost. We have a lot of good players that can make good passes. I was just in the middle there, just trying to find a good spot. Kopi had it on the wall, got it down to RV. I was just trying to get in a good spot past the defenseman, and he was make and he was able to make that pass to me. I just hammered it home. That's the Kings. To do a little nerd thing about scoring goals and when you're in the offensive zone and not off the rush. So much of scoring goals is getting open and in behind the defenseman. When he says I was just trying to get lost, he's talking about 
the defenseman on the Oilers, the guys who are supposed to be covering him down low, losing him in that middle of the zone so that he's clear for a pass. Great players are able to do this so well. If you've ever been to a, a game live and you've seen like a player like Austin Matthews live in the stadium, and I say live because on TV you might not necessarily see this. Because you can focus when you're in the arena on things that aren't, the camera isn't focusing on. So, like, the camera might be uh, looking at the play along the wall. Like, it le- might be looking at Kopi uh, playing the puck off the wall. And you don't see what else is happening in the play. So, in an instance like this, Ayafalo circling the zone and he's losing the defenseman. He's able to get to a spot where he can receive a pass. And the smartest players are able to do this at an exceptionally high level and exceptionally consistently and are able to receive passes and snipe them home. Ayafalo did that. Adrian Kempe last night, every time the puck touched his stick, every time he shot it, it looked like it was going in. That dude shots unreal, and he also has this ability to get open, and Los Angeles Kings are able to make these great passes. So on Kempe's first goal, let's go to another instance where it illustrates what makes them so good. So Gavrikov breaks up a two-on-one between McDavid and Dreisaitl. There are not two better teammates you would pick to have a two-on-one than McDavid and Dreisaitl. Gavrikov, unreal pickup is able to break up that two-on-one. The play goes down the other side. I believe it was um, Kopitar who passes it out to Matt Roy. Matt Roy feeds Kempe. Kempe buries it home. Like, those quick passes, that speed that the Los Angeles Kings have makes them so dangerous. We don't think about the Kings as like a high-powered offensive team that that can that can run you up and down the ice because of like the Kings teams in the past that have gone on cup runs and you don't really think about them as dynamic offenses. But this one here, this 2023 version, they're able to quickly turn defense into offense, quickly turn just kind of neutral plays on the ice into scoring opportunities for their team. And their shot-making is so good. There's so many players on this team that can wire one home because they can get open and they get to spots where they have opportunities to make great shots. The entire league should be worried about the Kings if they get through this series with the Edmonton Oilers. And I haven't even mentioned Mr. Corpusalo, who is just a solid force. He was an absolutely solid force on the back end for the Kings. Um, What a pickup. Like Kings fans, like you got it sucks. It absolutely sucks the way Jonathan Quick was traded. How he didn't really expect it at all. He leaves, he goes to Vegas, all that. We we don't need to rehash that. It absolutely sucks. But it makes it a lot better when you have Corpusalo, who it looked phenomenal last night. Gave up three goals, but in every instance, I thought he did a solid job keeping the Kings in the game during those first two periods where they got outplayed and outmanned and outbodied by the Oilers. It is overreaction season. So, Edmonton could come out and win four straight. Connor McDavid could turn it on and win four straight games in this series, and all this this yelling about the Kings being amazing could be for naught. But we'll see how it plays out. Edmonton needs to stop the mistakes because the Kings were top 10 in goals for top five in power play percentage, top five in power play goals. If you're going to give them these opportunities on the power play, 
uh, Mr. DeHarnay taking bad penalties. I know a lot of people are like contentious about that tripping penalty in OT, but whatever. It was a penalty. You got to call that. Um, you can't you can't make dumb mistakes like that. The two, the three three goal and the four three OT goal both came on the power play. I think it was Evan Bouchard who took the uh, the penalty that led to the three three um, goal that Kopitar scored at the end of re- regulation. You can't have those mistakes. You can't give this team opportunities to score on the power play, and they don't have right now Kevin Fiala and uh, Gabe Vill- Villardi who were. Terrific players for them during the regular season for when they were available. And they were essential parts of that power play. And seeing the team, the Los Angeles Kings, score without those two, without two essential pieces. Imagine how good they would be if they even had them. They were able to get it done without two big pieces. They were able to get it done with great goaltending. They were able to get it done despite being outplayed for uh, 40 minutes. All of the playoff teams need to be worried. Los Angeles Kings are here. They are real. We'll see how game two goes Wednesday night. Now, there's, there's the NHL playoffs, so I'm going to be hopping on a lot, doing a lot of reaction, overreacting to things that happen uh, during the course of the playoffs. We'll see you back on this feed very shortly. And if you are a fan of live streaming, I did live stream between the second and third intermission of last night's Kings Edmonton Oilers games. If you want to catch one of those live streams, hit up twitch.tv slash SDPN live. Um, hit your, the subscribe notification uh, to get no- notifications for when that channel goes live because um, I don't really have a set schedule for that. It's kind of, hey, it's intermission. We're bored. Let's go hop on. I'll play some video games or something and chat with you all. So uh, make sure you have your bell notifications on for that make sure you like this video make sure you comment if you're watching this on youtube let me know if you think the kings are real and if you're listening to the podcast hit up our discord and uh hit up the jesse blake sports report channel and let me know what you think about the kings and if they are for real and what you can expect out of game two i'll be back on this feed shortly as soon as i start overreacting to something else in the nhl playoffs maybe even the nba playoffs i was pretty um fired up about that draymond stomp on sabonis Uh, last night Uh, i kind of want to talk about that too but we'll see all right peace out thank you You could have been anywhere in the world but chose to be here right now i will talk to you shortly and that is how it's done the jesse blake sports report with jesse blake powered by sports interaction want to bet jesse blake the guy that likes to hear his name twice in one sentence sure i know him No, he doesn't have an ego at all.